This is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Peter provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg. Hello and welcome back to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. My name is Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. If at any point during the show you want to learn more, feel free to give me a call at 866-360-2724 or visit us online at theivag.com. And while on the website, feel free to head over to our podcast page, check out past episodes, and to subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Today, I want to ta- use the show to educate our listeners about rollovers and make sure that we are doing these rollovers in a way that avoids penalties and unnecessary taxation. But before we get into that, I want to welcome in my co-host, Tony. Tony, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks, Peter, for asking and having me on your show. I've had a good week, you know. I mean, uh, uh, watching football and uh, just getting some yard work done, some stuff around the house, uh, put in a new cat door for my cats (laughs) in one of the doors. So uh, just, you know, those little projects uh, that I've been putting off. Uh, How about you? How have you been? Yeah, pretty much the same, Tony, you know, doing stuff around the house. Fall is, is certainly here. I, we were just chatting before about how the leaves have been turning, and, and here in New Hampshire, they're turning pretty fast and vivid. So it's good, you know, um, slowly but surely moving through the year and heading towards winter. But uh, things are good. Thanks for asking. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, this is an interesting topic you have for us today. I mean, um, you know, I, I know a little bit about IRAs, but I'm not sure I could explain the difference, uh, you know, uh, between the, the different, uh, you know, uh, how to, how the rollover works, you know, direct or indirect, that type of thing. Yeah. And, and like I said at the beginning, most of us have some concept of what a rollover is, but, but obviously like anything, there are going to be pitfalls that could become prob- problematic for people. So that's what I just want to talk about today, right? I want to make sure that when we do these rollovers, that we're doing them with, with a way uh, and with a mindset that avoids any sort of those penalties or any sort of taxation that may occur uh, and, and make sure we avoid any of those pitfalls that may occur along the way. Right. And avoiding pitfalls is the key here. Uh, That's that's what we want to do. Where do we start with all this? Yeah. So so for most people, Tony, the first time they're going to interact with the concept of a rollover is going to be when they switch employers. Right. When when you're at an employer and you have a 401k plan and then you go to a new one, usually at some point in that transition, someone in HR maybe is going to have a conversation with you about, hey, do you want to roll over your four your your 401k funds at your old plan into your new plan? And that's usually where we have our first experience with it. But one of the things I also want to talk about today and one of the pitfalls, but also one of the advantages is you can also very often transfer a rollover some of those funds in your 401k plan even before you leave your employer so that either you have some more control over it or at least it's one less thing that you have to do when you change jobs. Ah, yes. And so uh, uh, when people are changing jobs, they're probably not thinking about uh, that. (laughs) Uh, Why might somebody consider though, I mean, 
uh, IRA rollovers aren't always the first thing people consider, are they? No, that's true. And, and when we often think of a rollover as just something that happens at a job change, yeah. you know, you know, it becomes transactional. But a lot of times, like I mentioned before, there's there's options for you to take something called an in-service distribution or sometimes it's called a 59 and a half withdrawal. And this is an opportunity for you to roll money out of your 401k plan or your 403b, any of those uh, employer sponsored plans, roll it out and put it into an IRA um, that you now have some more control over while you're still at your company, not necessarily when you are transitioning either to a new company or transitioning to retirement. Yeah. So why would someone consider an in-service distribution? Why is that important? Yeah, that's a great question, Tony. So an in-service distribution, like I said, is going to allow you to roll those funds out of your employer's plan. Generally, 401k plans and the like, you know, have a very limited amount of investment options. And that's fine for when you're in what we call the accumulation phase, right? You're accumulating assets and you invest it a certain way. But as you near retirement, it's going to be very likely that you, you're going to need some more tailor, uh, tailor-made investment options that can't be found within your retirement plan. So it may sense to be able to put into an IRA where you can now have far more control and far more flexibility over how you might be able to invest those funds as you're in those last years uh, approaching retirement. Yeah. Now, uh, not every 401k has that in-service option though, right? You're correct. I would say the vast majority of them do. Um, but even if they don't, that's okay. You're just going to have to wait until you leave your employer. Once you leave your employer, uh, the vast majority of plans are going to give you the freedom to do whatever you want with those funds. Um, and generally, you know, you're going to roll them over into an IRA because you're going to want to avoid any sort of taxation. But you got to keep in mind that when you do these rollovers, there's a couple different ways to do them. One of the first things you're going to hear about very likely is something called the 60-day rule, which applies to rollovers from of retirement plans into IRAs, as well as even IRAs into IRA rollovers. Well, the 60-day rule sounds interesting. What is that? Explain that a little bit more. Yeah, so let's get a bit technical. So the 60-day rule refers to a tax-free grace period that you have between withdrawing funds from one IRA or, or qualified plan and depositing them into another one another one. So in this scenario, Tony, you actually take possession of the funds yourself. So that take possessions of the funds from your old plan, and then you put them into a new IRA. Now, uh, at the Ivy League Advisory Group, we try to avoid these types of transfers at all costs, because if for some reason, let's say the paper trail isn't very clear, and it appears that you may have not completed this transaction, this transaction of moving it from, from your former plan into an IRA, now this transaction is going to be taxed. And as we all know, no, the goal here is to avoid the taxation and penalties that we don't need to incur. So a way to avoid some of these the 60-day rollover and any sort of tax questions with it is having a conversation about doing a direct IRA rollover. Essentially, this is where one company, one custodian, so the, the folks that run your 401k plan, transfer the money directly over to the folks that run the IRA or the custodian the custodian. This takes you out of the equation and limits the risk for any sort of taxation or excessive taxation. Sure. Sure. And uh, this is this is really important and it sounds like something that we want to be working with a financial professional. Don't try to tackle this on on your own. The more we talk about this, um, that's where you're here. So if our listeners want to get a hold of you and set up a complimentary consultation to talk about these things, uh, how can they do that? 
Yeah, so so you're absolutely right, Tony. You know, rollovers sound really simple, but as you start digging into it, there are some nuances and and pitfalls that could trip people up. So it's always good to sit down with someone and at least have an initial conversation about, okay, I have these accounts. How do I roll them over? Just simply, how do I roll them over to make sure that I'm not going to hit any of those those pitfalls? And then from there, having a further conversation, how do we create retirement income? How do we make sure these assets are safe from market risk? Those are further conversations you're going to want to have with a, with a financial service professional. And so we offer complimentary consultation, sit down, start having a conversation, conversation about these things and then take it from there. So if you're interested in that, give us a call 866-360-2724 or visit us online at the IVAG.com and we'll start that conversation either in person or virtually, whatever your comfort level is at this point and, and go from there. Yeah, that sounds great. A, a great opportunity and a great offer for our listeners out there. Now, you had mentioned tax implications before we take the took that quick break. Let's talk more about that. Yeah, so let's uh, that's a great idea. So, if you withdraw your funds from an IRA and keep them beyond that 60-day grace period, whether you forgot about it, you didn't understand what you're doing, it just happens sometimes, and you don't have any sort of uh, extension from the IRS, the amount that you take out is going to be treated as ordinary income and taxed as such. Imagine if for some reason Tony, you had $100,000 in your 401k and you were transferring it via the 60-day rule and you forgot to do it within 60 days. That $100,000 is going to be fully taxed at your ordinary income levels, which wow. is not going to be very pretty. Um, and then on top of all your other income for the year, and on top of it, if you are younger than 59 and a half, that distribution is also going to have a 10% early withdrawal oh. penalty. So if you're not paying attention or you just may not fully understand what's going on, it, it can become pretty costly for you. Well, it's safe to say you want to be well aware of the implications of that 60-day rule when you make any withdrawals from your IRA then. Yeah, you're right, Tony. Even if you follow the 60-day rule to the letter of the law, you may face other tax consequences if you do some sort of rollover within one year of the most recent rollover. There's a limitation to how many of these 60-day rollovers you can do, and it's one within any given year. The IRS, for example, notes that you have to disclose the gross amount of of a second IRA or or 401k to IRA rollover in a 12-month period and you may be forced to pay a penalty on that amount because you're doing excessive rollovers via that that 60-day rule. So you have to be very cognizant of those things as you move forward and especially if you're going to be doing more than one rollover in a given year. Wow, those types of penalties can have a huge negative impact on your savings. Yeah, without a doubt, right? Because you're you're eating into the money you've saved for all these years. But Tony, it's important to note that some transactions, for example, including let's say a rollover distribution from an employer plan uh, or rollovers from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, they are not required to follow a one-year waiting rule. So this is where it's key again, as you can see, you start getting to some of these nuances. It's key to make sure you talk to some sort of financial service professional to make sure what you're doing is both both legal and also make sense for your given situation. Yeah, and you mentioned something about an IRA transfer earlier. Tell us more about that. 
Yeah, so the word transfer and rollover usually gets bandied about kind of equally, but they are different. So uh, an IRA rollover is what we talked about. You're rollovering the funds. But a transfer is when you move an IRA from one institution to another without ever accessing the funds yourself, right? You never touch those funds. So if you aren't planning to use any of the money in this in your IRA or your 401k or your, and your sole intention is just to move it to someplace else, uh, a transfer may be the option for you. It's typically easier to do than a rollover and it takes out any sort of uh, risk that comes with the 60-day rule. Wow. Okay. So are there any other rules and regulations when it comes to IRA transfers? Yeah, Tony, there's there's a couple, but I think the biggest one that people need to understand is when we do a transfer that you must be moving funds from two accounts of the same type. So for example, transferring from a traditional IRA to a traditional IRA, right? Like to like accounts, um, because if you don't, then it becomes something different and, and different rules apply. Wow. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. Um now, protecting you then from making a mistake and violating that 60-day rule, right? I mean, that's the goal here? Yeah, the transfers, exactly. That's what they do. They, they essentially provide a, a tax shield because the money is never going to be in your hands. So if an issue does come up, now it's between the two different companies and it's not going to be your, essentially it's not going to be your issue to deal with to figure out what happened. Well, it seems like there are a lot of precautions then we need to take for rollovers and, and we're talking about tax exempt rollovers. Is there an age limit to make these rollovers? Uh, absolutely not. There is no age limit, Tony, but there are some additional considerations that people need to think about when they're rolling things over at, at a certain age, let's say, right? So if you have reached the age of 70 and a half or 72, depending on your birth date, um, because the laws have changed recently on this, you are going to be subject to something called an annual required minimum distribution or an RMD. Now, you, what you need to be aware is if you do some sort of rollover um, from one IRA to another, you need to make sure that you have taken your RMD because if you haven't, then it's, then the RMD is essentially going to get caught up in the process of that transfer. And then you could get to a point where you haven't on paper taken your RMD. The IRS is going to penalize you for not doing that. So what you have to keep in mind is two things. One, RMDs themselves cannot be rolled over. You have to take the money out of your account and be taxed on it. That's, that's what the government's forcing you to do. Two, if you decide to roll over an IRA, you need to make sure, we highly advise that you make sure that you take your RMD first so that we at least have it on paper and record that you've taken your RMD because if some reason, again, if it gets lost in translation, your RMD, for example, and you don't end up taking it by the end of the calendar year, then you're going to get penalized pretty heavily. It's actually the largest penalty uh, percentage-wise in the tax code for not taking that RMD. Wow. So what are some of the things we need to keep in mind then? So you should make sure you're aware of your options, Tony, and look at them uh, at least annually. Over time, you may acquire funds that can be rolled over into an IRA. These are include traditional IRAs that you might have inherited from a deceased spouse or a deceased parent, uh, parent qualified plans, tax sheltered annuity plans, and government deferred compensation plans. And those are known as 457. So the idea here is, you know, you got to always keep in mind what's going on, right? Because you could have a 457 and a 403B, an inherited IRA, and then you roll into retirement and you have accounts all over the place, and now you need to consolidate them. Ah, okay. So tell us more about, uh, you mentioned 457 plans. That's one I'm not as familiar with. 
Yeah, you're right, Tony. Most people haven't really heard of a 457. It's not as commonly talked about. So this is a great point to touch upon it. So defined by the IRS, a Section 457 plan are non-qualified, unfunded, deferred compensation plans established by state and local governments uh, and tax-exempt employers. These plans are similar to other retirement saving vehicle like a 401k plan, except they're for government employees. Uh, They also allow for pre-tax contributions and is tax deferred until the individual retires. Ah, okay. So do 457 plans allow for in-service distributions like the plans we talked about earlier? Yeah, Tony, uh, 457s do allow for in-service distributions, but there are some rules that have to be met. Uh, And those rules consist of some of the following. These are three of the common ones. So one, the total amount balance cannot exceed a certain dollar amount. That's going to be set by the plan. So that's going to vary across accounts. No contributions were made to the plan in the previous two years. So after two years, you can and then do whatever you want, even if you're still employed. And then usually, sometimes the plan won't even have any sort of provision for an in-service distribution. You have to wait until you're no longer working uh, at your job to be able to transfer any sort of money out of a 557. Generally, it's a bit different than a 401k. That's why it's important to, one, understand how it works under your plan document, but also to make sure you're working with someone who has a a working knowledge of, of all these types of retirement plans. Well, Peter, this has been a great episode, but as usual, our time has flown by and almost up for this week's show. Is there anything else you want to add or share with us before we go? Yeah, Tony, I just revisit the the concept that the, the idea here is to make sure when you do rollovers for any of the types of accounts that you have, to do it in a way that's the most efficient and the most efficient for you time-wise, but also make sure it's the most efficient when it comes to taxation and penalties. And, and as you start digging into some of the nuances of these transfers from different plans, from different qualified accounts, uh, different conversions, those types of things, it, it probably makes sense to sit down with some sort of professional to make sure Um, that what you're doing is going to be in your best interest, both when we talk about the technical aspects of the rollover, but also in the big picture, right? Uh, Are these these rollovers into a certain direction going to make sense for your retirement income plans, your investment risk, uh, all of those types of of things. And that's what we help people do. So if you want to have a conversation, I'm happy to talk to folks about this. Uh, Our number is 866-360-2724 or visit us online at theivag.com. Uh, We'll talk about rollovers and and talk about an overall plan um, that will put your retirement plan on solid and sound footing. So uh, we do those meetings either in person or virtually, whatever your comfort level is. All right. Well, thanks, Peter. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of the IP Retirement Podcast with our host, Peter Laughlin. Thanks, Tony. Everyone have a great week. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Peter Laufenberg at the Ivy League Advisory Group. Call 866-360-2724 or visit them online at theivag.com. Investment advisory services offered through the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC. Tilton, New Hampshire, 866-360-2724. A registered investment advisor registered in the state of New Hampshire and Vermont. Peter Laufenberg and the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC, are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our 
qualified representatives prior to implementation.